We appreciate him taking time out after winning the Southern Conference Championship over the weekend and now looking ahead to the NCAA tournament for the Paladins for the first time since 1980. Coach, congratulations. Great to have you back with us. How have you been since you cut down the nets? Well, I'll tell you, Phil, it's, uh, I'm still a little bit on cloud nine over here. But, uh, you know, you, you hear about it your whole life. And obviously here, you know, being 43 years since Furman's been to the dance, um, you know, it's just a kind of a surreal moment. You know, we we had probably, I would say we had about 75, 80% of the fan base in that arena on Monday night. And, um, you know, the place was electric. Our team got the job done and we're able to cut down the nets. And, um, you know, just, just it, it's just an incredible night. Incredible to see the team's response on what happened a year ago, losing that game at the buzzer, and, and really just to see them turn that pain into purpose and um, come together even stronger. You know, ended up being school record wins, 27. Actually, the 26th win in the semifinals was a school record, and um, and now we get to go to the tournament. So couldn't be more proud of our group. Absolutely. Any additional satisfaction since it came against the team that denied you last year? I mean, I know it didn't matter. You'd be happy beating anybody for the championship, but maybe just a, a little extra satisfaction since it, it was UTC you were facing. You know, it was funny. We actually talked about that before the game. Um, I, I was trying to really eliminate as much noise from the game as possible. And, you know, I just told the team, I said, you know, it's, it's really not about Chattanooga. It's, it, this is about Furman. And this is about our response to what happened. And, you know, there, there weren't a ton of players that were still on that team from last year. It's a new coach. It's a new system. And I told him, I said, look, you're, you're not playing this game to redeem last year. You've already redeemed last year. You've already come out and look with, you know, won the league in the regular season, first one seed since 1991. You'll win a school record of games. Like, just this is, this is about playing for tomorrow. You know, this is about continuing to push a program to an elite level. And, and to build something special here and um, to continue our progression. And, um, you know, I thought our guys did a good job about that. You know, just, just focus on us. And, um, you know, it was a great game. You know, we got off to a big lead. And as we knew, Chattanooga made a run and tightened it back up. And then, you know, we were able to push it back double digits there in the last 10 minutes of the game. But, um, you know, just couldn't, couldn't be more proud of our group. I was going to say, as a coach, I mean, you want to win however you can win. But I got to believe it felt really satisfying for you, the way your guys withstood that late rush. And then you answered with your own, say, message there down the stretch. You hit some shots. You didn't back – I'm not saying you ever back your way into a win, but you know what I'm saying. You did your thing and you rebuilt the lead and you were pulling away there as, as time ran out. So that had to be a little more satisfying to you, I would think, the way your guys finished that game. There's no doubt because I think, you know, it's funny – I watched I watched it this morning, and um, it's so funny as a coach, the different emotions, coaching a game live, and then the emotions that you relive when you even know the result. Like, they're, they're different. And I was watching the game, and, you know, with about five minutes to go in the game, they, they decide to replay the shot from last year. <laughs> and, and I was like, I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, why are they playing this? Like, I can see it doing it in front of the broadcast, but why are they doing this right now? Huh. And so I'm sitting there watching, and I was like, I was like, man, this is this is a point where we could have tightened up. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. you're watching it, and you're like, okay, they went to zone, and man, we could have gotten real tight, but instead, we made some critical plays uh, to really push it. Like, to I, I guess when Marcus hit that three in the corner, we went up twelve, 
and it was like, okay, ball game. And, um, you know, so, yeah, of course, you know, you, you, you start, if they start feeling that pressure, if they start thinking about redeeming last year, if they start thinking about 43 years, you know, all of a sudden we, we start missing some shots and we don't make the plays. And the next thing you know, you got a ball game. Uh, but instead, I thought they played with tremendous belief and they went out there and made some critical plays down the stretch. Furman head men's basketball coach Bob Ritchie with us here tonight on Sports Talk. His team on the way to the NCAA tournament, the program's first since 1980. And coach, you being a, a PD native, everybody I'm over here in the Florence area, I know everybody over here is awfully proud of the uh, job you've done at Furman. But high-level basketball game, it was so much fun to watch against Chattanooga, especially in the second half. Both teams shooting over 50% from the field. What does that say about your team's resiliency offensively to be able to match them almost shot for shot in the second half? Well, it's, it's, you know, we were the number one offense in the league all year. And, and really, I mean, one of the lead offenses in the country, I think we averaged mm-hmm. about 83 points a game and, you know, but what the, the deal with Chattanooga, that I think most people, if they watch the game, knew it. I, the, some people that might not follow our league might not have understood it, but you know, Jake Stevens is a potential NBA player and he's a fifth year grad student. That's basically seven feet tall that shoots the ball as well as anybody in our league. And he got, he got hurt actually in the game when we when we won at chat earlier in the, in the conference play in mid-January, and he's been out since then. Well, then all of a sudden he shows back up for the first round of the tournament on Friday night, and they start rolling. You know, they, they, they beat BMI convincingly. Uh, they knock off the number two seed in Sanford, uh, and then the next night they beat Wofford in the semis. And Jake Jake's like just I means averaging like 24 points a game. And so we knew that we were going to have our problems – just with the challenges that they're one of the most efficient three-point shooting teams in the country, and then they've got this unique player that can really, really shoot it as a seven-footer. And so we knew we were going to have to be able to string some possessions together defensively, and, you know, that's what I was most proud of. Like, we held them to 33 points in the first half, which is hard to do with how octane they play. And our defensive, our defensive numbers were actually pretty good considering the possession count. There were 74 possessions in the game, which is a pretty fast game. And um, I actually thought, yeah, we had some really good offense, but our defense did enough for us to be at a play at that margin. Also got to the foul line. You shoot 24 of 30 against them. But looking at your, your roster and the, com- the composite makeup of your team, how important, obviously, I think everybody knows about Jalen Slauson and Mike Bothwell, but how important are guys like, say, an Alex Williams to what you hope to do moving into the NCAA tournament and certainly what your program has done this season? Well, it's been, you know, J.P. Pegues. It was it was almost bizarre that he was left off the off conference team, you know, selected by the coaches. But he's only a sophomore; he's our starting point guard, and uh, I think he's averaged like twenty one points in the last six games. And he ended up being tournament MVP. And um, you know, a guy like that as a sophomore, you got Alex Williams as a sophomore that had twelve in the championship. You know, Ben Vanderwall is a freshman for us. Our our out of our nine that play, five of them are underclassmen, and I think that's what's really. That's what's really helped this team grow and continue to get better. And why we've won the last 14 to 15 games is because our youth has just gotten much, much better as they've been able to play more. And so, you know, we scored 38 points in the first half in the championship game, and Mike Bothwell didn't score a single point in the first half. And, you know, if you had told me that before the game, I'd be like, you know, well, you know, that's not really what we want to be doing in the championship game, but we had some other guys step up around it. And um, that's why we've been able to. That's why we've been able to do what we did this year. So you got some time now. That's one of the advantages of playing in the conference tournament a little bit earlier. You you got a 
little time to rest and think about things and kind of get your feet back on the ground and, and practice. Uh, what are you doing this week? Uh, how are you keeping your guys uh, in shape and focused and ready to go and, and kind of in rhythm? You don't want to lose that rhythm you had going. For real. I mean, for sure. It's one of those deals where, you know, we got this long gap, but we also just played three emotional games in three days. So, you know, we got back yesterday and um, obviously – most people stayed up pretty late the night before after we won it. And so we gave them yesterday off. We gave them the day off. And we'll get back on the floor tomorrow. And, um, you know, we'll go tomorrow, Friday, Saturday. And then we'll take Sunday off for the selection show. Uh, we're doing an event that's public. that We're, we're opening the doors at 5 o'clock. And then the selection show will be at 6. So we'll have Sunday to enjoy that. And then basically we have a practice plan for if we play Thursday – or we have a plan that if we play Friday and um, we won't know till you know, Sunday night, what, what, what that will look like, but you're right. It's a little bit of a, Hey, we want to rest. We want to make sure we're fresh, uh, but we got to make sure that we also stay sharp. Ever been to Sacramento? I've never been to Sacramento. <laughs> yeah, well, if I was, you worship, I was looking at him. Was, if you, if you worship at the altar of uh, Joe Lenardi, that's where he's got you going. He's got us going to Sacramento. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to play Arizona. Yeah, uh, to play Arizona. I've seen I've seen I've seen one that's got us in Albany. I've seen one that uh, has us playing Marquette, one that has us playing Gonzaga, you know. The best thing about this tournament, I will tell you this, Phil, it's funny now being on the other side of it. It's amazing how many texts I've gotten from people that say, Hey, do you know where you're going? Hmm. And it's almost like people assume that we know. I mean, it's just all revealed Sunday. I mean, that selection show is the actual reveal and Nobody knows. My AD was at Villanova, worked with Jay Wright, and, you know, we were all talking about it today. He's like, yeah, I mean, nobody ever knows until they, until they announce. And so we'll find out Sunday when the rest of the world does. Well, it's going to be uh, a fun ride for you. And you know what? Let me correct myself. I, I got you. I was talking to the play-by-play announcer from Asheville. I'm sorry. It's Asheville who they've got going out to Sacramento. You're right. They've got you at Albany to play Gonzaga. Uh, you the 14 okay. and Gonzaga the three. So you get to see – talk about a great big man. If that happens, if that comes to pass, you'll see a great big man out there. We will. We will. And we know that. Whoever we get, it's going to be a good team. And, um, you know, but we have a good team. And it's why people watch this tournament. There's there's multiple, multiple upsets every day. And, um, you know, with the way we shoot it, you know, and if we go out there and wing guard and we can match the physicality of the game, you know, I told the team yesterday morning, I said, there's two ways we can go about this. We can either be in the tournament or we can go prepare to try to win in the tournament. And and I think there's a, that's, a, that's a different approach. And, um, you know, so we'll uh, we'll get ready for it. And uh, we can't wait to we can't wait to be able to play again. Hey, congratulations once again. Congratulations to all the Paladins, man. It's been a long time. Looking forward to watching you guys. And uh, we'll catch up with you if we can, if you have time for us, maybe next week once you know where you're going, who you're playing, and all that. Uh, as always, we thank you for your time. Sounds good. Look forward to it. Thanks, Phil. Thank you, Thanks, sir. Coach. Thank you. All right, Bob Ritchie. So, yeah, the last Lenardi update, it's uh, Albany for them. Well, and, and, Phil, I love the fact that they actually seeded them, I think, appropriately, if Lenardi's correct. They're not getting a 16 seed. They're a 14. Yep. Should probably be a, a touch higher, as good as they have been this year. And his uh, this bracketology I'm seeing is – last detailed one was done I guess before Charleston won their tournament because he still had them next four out so mm-hmm. 
We'll be back after this break. Oh, and you know what? Darren Horn's going back to the tournament, too. How about that? And we'll be back. 